Hello, everyone. I know you're expecting to see myself, Chad, and Ian in the Fulcrum Radio studio for Uplift, but we had a problem. <laughs> we recorded a really good show. Um, we were talking about how the church should not conform to the patterns of society. And we had a great discussion. And what we did not realize is that about 10 minutes in, the audio just quit. Now, this isn't the first time this has happened to us, and typically we've caught it in the past and we were able to correct it, <clears throat> but we were all on a time crunch when we recorded it, and we didn't get a chance to, to re-record. So rather than just give you 10 minutes where it gets cut off very abruptly, we decided to show a rerun this week of when Chad first joined us. This is from our eighth episode, and we're on number, I think this is 83. Um, so this was a while ago, a couple of years ago. And uh, Chad's come a long way since then. Our, our technology's come a long way since then. Um, so hope you enjoy this rerun for tonight, and we will be back again next week with a new episode. Thank you. want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit? Are you in need of an uplifting message? It's time for today's Uplift, encouraging words of biblical truths to help you find freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Uplift. I'm Phil Bliss. And I'm Ian Thornton. And tonight we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Chad McLeish. Hi, Chad. Thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, Chad! <laughs> Thanks for having me. Sure, sure, sure. Chad is a friend of ours, and uh, we've known him for several years now, and um, we just wanted him to join in and offer his insights and think, maybe ask a few questions and just kind of carry on the discussion with us tonight. So thank you for joining us. Glad to have you. Thanks yeah. for Absolutely. So, Ian, you want to start us off tonight? I know you uh, had a question come in to you. Yeah, yeah, it was really neat. Um, this, was, As a matter of fact, it was just um, praying about, and you and I were texting back and forth, and just yeah. kind of like, you know, hey, man, what, what was it, you know, has God put anything on your heart or, or, or something about um, uh, uplift? And and it was just in the middle of our texting, actually, and a good friend of mine just sends a text in. He goes, hey, man, I got a quick question for you. Oh, it and, came in while we were texting. Yes, it I came didn't in while, Yeah, that. it came in while we were texting. And, okay. And, but I'm always hesitant when somebody has says, you know, I have, I have, a, quick I have a quick question. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, his quick question was, does Satan know our future? Does Satan know our future? And I, it's a great question. It is. Because it's one of the things, you know, we, we talk often about God and obviously God being spiritual, but, you know, God knowing our future and, and the promises that he has for us and the power that, that comes from those promises to get us from point A to point B and or through whatever it is that we're facing, you know, and, and God knows where he wants to take us. He, he breathed life into us. He gave us purpose and, and he knows where we're going to go. But as we've talked about opposites, then you, you can wonder. Sure. Well, if God knows where I'm heading, Right, and where right. you know what I'm designed to do, what am I facing with the enemy? And I, I thought it was a great question. It is a great question, and you know the first place I go to is thinking of God as being omnipotent, omnipresent, mm -hmm. and omniscient, all powerful, all every everywhere, every time, and all night. Right. That's good. And Satan is not all knowing by any means. Exactly. He's not omniscient at all. 
that's a characteristic of God only, um, as well as omnipotent and, and omnipresent. Mm -hmm. You know, Satan can't be everywhere at every time. You know, a lot of people think that, that he can be affecting us all, all the time. But right. really, Satan is affecting someone, somewhere, at some time. Exactly. You know, just, he, he's one. Right. You know, he's just one. And and then, well, people go, well, yeah, but what about all of his, his imps and well, you know, that's the, the demonic? story. <laughs> exactly. We can get into a whole lot right there. But it really is, you know, your point just right out of the gates is is, is fantastic because, you know, the Lord being present, all present, and and Satan not, then, okay, we got a huge difference just right there. Right, right. Chad, what do you think? Do you have any questions about that? Uh, yeah, I, I've got a lot of questions, as you guys pretty well know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's great. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and it's important because I feel like as a relatively young person, as far as a lot of the learning about the spiritual aspect of Christianity, mm -hmm. I've come to you guys with a lot of questions because I've, I've recently, you know, been, God's been talking to me and showing me things and revealing things to me that's very, very new. And I feel like there's probably a lot of people out there who are the same as me. We were very unclear on the spiritual aspect of Christianity. Hmm. You know, we're, we've been raised, you know, or, or spent many years in church, and, you know, we, we, we know who Jesus is. We believe in Jesus and the Lord and, and that sort of thing. But we have a lot of questions about, you know, you talk about imps and you talk about Satan and, you know, the, what power Satan has or doesn't have. Yeah. This is very new, I think, to a lot of people who may be watching this or, you know, who are in the church. So I think it's important. That it's really good that you guys are talking uh, about this. Well, you know, one of the questions that, that I have is, again, um, you know, we know from you guys, I've learned, that, um, you know, Satan cannot hear our thoughts. Okay, so we okay. have to, it's the spoken word. Satan can hear our spoken word, but he can't understand our thoughts. So my question to either one of you, whoever's brave enough to answer, is... Um, no. <laughs> so, um, again, so when you go to prayer, um, you know, do you ever have concerns about Satan, I'll use a football analogy, intercepting your pass? Mm -hmm. So, again, uh, so let's say that I'm going to pray about something, uh, but it's very, you know, intimate with God, that mm -hmm. I want to lift up this prayer to God and ask God a question or have a conversation with God, um, you know, as a relatively young person in the spirit, learning about the spirit, can if I lift that up verbally, can Satan use that against me? Yes, he can hear. Well, Satan or his imps who report back to him through the chain of command, mm -hmm. just like the army. Mm -hmm. There are various ranks of the demonic. And yes, if they are near you, they can hear you and they can report back. They can report to their superiors or whomever and then yes it can be used against you um, but there are ways to combat that as well you know the lord told or paul told us through the lord in ephesians to put on the armor of god and one of the things that we do is we hold up the shield of faith you know to, to block what is, is coming against us um, as well we have the helmet of salvation and, and everything it, it protects us and we, in a way we can put a covering over us but with a prayer mm -hmm. that will protect us when we are speaking to the Lord or speaking to someone else or saying a corporate prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to add to that? Yeah. 
A, a little bit, yeah, and it, and it is just as far as that, and I'll just add as far as the, um, you know, when Paul talks about praying in your prayer closet, yeah. you know, to, to get alone with the Lord and, and out and away and, and all from everything else and just being quiet. Um, the, the other, um, like you had said about saying a prayer, just as a covering, and, and it would be something along the lines of, Lord, we just ask that you cover us sure, um, in our prayer time or cover me in my prayer time as, as I'm speaking, that, that what I'm speaking and sharing is only between me and you. But then there's right. other points where, where you just pray within your own heart and mind. Right. And, and nothing comes out of your mouth. Um, and, and that in itself is, is a covering. Exactly. Yes. So. I tell people sometimes, you know, if you're in a crowded room and you're starting to feel anxious, pray. Just, yes. You don't have to pray out loud. Just start praying in your mind. <coughs> Excuse me. And the Lord will hear it. And the yeah. enemy can't hear it. And you can combat that. But at the same time, there are times when we do want to speak. We want to speak the words so that the enemy hears, for one thing. And, you know, think about how God created the world. He spoke it into existence. There is power in the spoken word. Absolutely. James talks about this quite a bit in James chapter 3 when he's talking about the tongue. And... Ian, you did a 60-second uplift on this. Words are powerful. You can tear someone down with your words, and they have more spiritual power than we realize, too. So it is important that we speak, sometimes we speak out loud the words that we want to, if we're repenting or confessing. uh, You know, Paul says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, Mm -hmm. and those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So there's a time when we do want to speak out loud, but there's also a time when we want to speak silently between us and God. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is really good. And too, you know, along with speaking out loud, when, when Jesus is talking to the, to the crowds and to his disciples and, and he's talking to the, about the, the mountain, mm-hmm. and speak to this mountain and it be moved. And, and it really is that, that barrier or whatever it is, even that the enemy has put in front of us that's causing a stress or strife or difficulty or things like that, you know, Jesus actually tells us, speak to that mountain and it will be cast into the sea. Whatever that mountain is. What, yeah, exactly. Whatever that mountain is. And I'm sure, you know, each, each one of us has our own mountain range. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, so you have plenty of things that you can choose from. But really the, the, the point is, is that the spoken word, and, and Phil, you brought up an excellent point with God spoke the world into existence yeah and and it's just one of the in in speech and speaking is is one way to build and grow relationship and, and all of right. those things but but words words are so powerful and, and we all know that we all know that it is right right so if we could get back to that original question for a moment yes. I was thinking here as we were talking and the question is that can the Satan know our future now I know my wife very well, and I can tell just by watching her actions some things that she might do. Now, I don't always get it right, and sometimes it gets me in trouble, too. But we'll we'll save that for another time. (laughs) But anyway, um, just by watching her actions or she watching my actions can tell what I'm going to do. Mm. So I don't know her future. I'm not a fortune teller. I can't predict it, with pinpoint accuracy, what she's going to do. But I can guess, and a lot of times with accuracy, I can guess mm. what she's going to do. And Satan and his minions do that as well. Yeah, they do. And, and you know what? We, we can't forget that 
the the Satan and, and his army, they've been around mm. for a long time. Yes. And they have studied human nature. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they have tempted for years upon years upon years, and they have a lot of data, for lack of a better yes. term, yes. That, that they know how, okay, well, you know, on average, this heart is going to turn this way when this and this happens. Mm-hmm. And so they've had a lot of practice. But knowing, like, you know, e- even to talk from a prophetic standpoint, mm-hmm. because the power mm-hmm. of the prophet and, and um, the office and such that, that, that God has put in place for the church is Satan like that? No. No. By right. no means. Right. But there's a general understanding. And even, too, you know, there's a general understanding of of man's future because of what God created and designed us to do. Right. And that's not a hidden secret by any means. Right. And, and so, you know, the enemy knows that. So they know, generally speaking, we were created to love God to worship God and glorify Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they have a general idea of what path God would want us to be on as, as humans. And so what can they do after all of these years of compiling data and testing and tempting? How can they get us off the path? But I think it's a great analogy as far as our spouses right. yeah. and people that know us well. Predictive behavior. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, really good. And along those same lines, uh, they know trigger points too. Yeah, that's a that's good. You know, I I know my wife's trigger points. I know to avoid them, and I also know when I can you know just dig a little bit and get under her skin. I know always good fun. We're always in fun, right? Always good fun. fun. We're really revealing some things. But at the same time, she knows for me too. But what I'm saying is. The enemy knows the trigger points that we individually have. Yes. And those things can become strongholds in our lives. And yes. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, I believe it is, I'm going to turn to that, um, talks about strongholds, among other places. Um, so while I'm turning to that, do you have anything else? Well, Ian, you you answered a minute ago a question I had, and I kind of thought about it myself a little bit, but you confirmed it was the the whole prophetic. Okay. Okay. So, you know, God gifts or anoints people uh, in the prophetic, and he speaks to people who have, you know, faith in him and and who has a relationship with him in that way. But the the key to me was there that it's a blessing from the Lord, a, a message from God to the people who have faith in him, who he's called as a prophet. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Satan and, and, and evil spirits do not have that. Right. No, no they do not. No. And that, right. I think that's a great difference. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly right, Chad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I found the verse I was talking about. Okay. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, beginning with verse 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So what I wanted to say about that was when we take our thoughts captive, yeah, you know, Satan doesn't know our thoughts. He doesn't know our future, but we know our thoughts. We know our trigger points. 
And they know just by based on our actions. They watch and they observe and they know. Mm-hmm. I can tempt Phil with this. I can tempt Chad with that. I can tempt Ian by saying having someone say this. They know that. And they encourage people to that a lot of times, and not always, but a lot of times people that don't even believe they exist, mm-hmm. they're the easiest ones to, uh, to persuade. They persuade them to do something to k- trigger these points. But when those thoughts come to mind, because it starts as a thought in the mind, you have to take it captive. And when you do, you disarm the enemy. Because mm-hmm. our battle is not, as you said before, Chad, it's not the person speaking the words against you. That's not the battle's not against that person. Right. It's against the spiritual aspects that are driving mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it, it's true. And, and and you know to to kind of throw a reverse on the enemy, so to say, is that you know of all of these years that they've had of of watching human nature, um, and and when we truly grasp the truth that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Right. That when someone does speak to us, then you and and I'll just say you know in, in a negative way, um, then you look in looking past the person, you're watching the enemy at work at which that person has chosen to listen to, or or to to follow. Right. And and so you're you're watching that side of the spiritual world at work against you. Right, right. And the more we recognize that, the more then we can right. take that to the Lord and we can understand it and we can battle against it. Exactly. That's that's the whole stepping in and, and taking the territory. Right. You because know? that's what the enemy is doing to gain their territory is they're knowing these things, observing these things, and they're exactly. stepping in. And if we turn it on them, exactly. And we got more power and authority. Right. And so you know, to, to, to go, you know, so does, does Satan know my future? Generally speaking, yes. He, he understands what God's purpose in your creating, being created is. Right. But to be able to go, okay, well, I know on August 23rd, Chad's going to be walking down Belmont Street, <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, 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 you know, some we as believers and, and those, uh, you know, of us who are growing and maturing, you know, that's that's a great piece of information. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really is one of those things to go, okay, so if this is proving yet again God's greatness and power over that of the enemy. Right. And right. so, you know, now, does God know what you're going to be doing oh, on absolutely. August 23rd? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. And so then, you know, you can tap into that relationship and that power. And, right. You know, and live according to that. Right. And not have that fear that there's this specific diabolical plan that the enemy is 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 putting together for you that's going to meet you on the street corner, right? You know what I mean? You know, I, I think about when when you say things like that. I think about September 11th. Mm-hmm. I uh, my sister knows a, a girl who worked in New York City. Okay, and for some reason, for some reason, didn't um, <laughs> take the subway. But took the bus that day, and she was late for work, and she was not in the World Trade Center. So here, God knowing what was going to happen at the World Trade Center, he did this for other people, I'm sure. Yes. Had them not take the subway or instead take the bus or forget your briefcase and have to go back and get it or car wouldn't start that morning. God was taking care of people. Now, you might say, why didn't he take care of everyone? Well, 
that's another for another time. We'll, yeah. we'll get into yeah. that another time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that and knowing that God knows that, and we can ask Him. I've got these plans, God. Should I do it? He can tell us if it's good for us or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we yeah. can apply that to every aspect of our lives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, but I think it's. I really did. I really appreciated the question, and and because that question really spawns a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it really right. does. So it goes from that to okay. So these are the same imps that were around in Jesus's time. These are the same demons. Oh yeah, and and so then how? And this is part of what you alluded to earlier, Phil. So then, if if Satan is just one, how does all this work? How does this imp hear what's being said, and this demonic force hear what's being said here, and how does it get there, and how does this? Mm-hmm. So it opens up a whole lot, doesn't it? Oh, it sure does. And there's a a great book I'd like to recommend if you're if you're interested in reading a. It's a rather thick novel. Okay. It's by Frank Peretti. Come on. <laughs> and it's called This Present Darkness. Yes. Okay. Yes. I highly recommend it too. Highly recommend it. It, it. it really opened my eyes to spiritual warfare and got me more interested in spiritual warfare. Uh, it's a fantastic book. Now, he's a human being. He wrote a book based on his interpretation. He might be off, but I think he's pretty accurate. I agree. Biblically I agree. accurate in what he wrote. I, I think so too, and it, it's one of the things too that helped me, or it helped. I'll put it this way: it helped break a fear mm. in me about, oh man, you don't want to mess with that stuff. Yeah, right. You know, don't right. you know that this whole demonic world and and all those things, man. You just need to keep your hands off of that. Right. And so, really walking through and, and understanding and seeing what's happening um, in that book, it. God really used it to to raise a um, a deep compassion in my heart mm-hmm. for those people. Now yes, the book is fictional, yes, right? Okay, yes. right. But the book is fictional. But at the same point in time, the the Holy Spirit that was living within me, man, just really took it as an opportunity to raise my compassion for those people, yeah. and and to begin to see life's circumstances and the attacks of the enemy on life in life to people as a real battleground to be one. Right. Not to be afraid of, right. Right. but to be one and to step into that battle. And so reading through that just really built a hunger in my heart to understand more so scripturally how Jesus dealt with the demonic forces of the world and and how we are called to be a part of that. And uh, man, it just really gripped my heart to step into these to these battles and and to bring freedom. And I think that's a huge key. You and I talk a lot about about that, Phil. But freedom for people to live what God has built them, designed them, created them to be and do. Right. If you don't know what is affecting you, you can't battle against it. That's why we go to the doctor. We find, okay, doctor, I have these symptoms. Doctor says, okay, it could be this. Now we'll battle against it. So we're trying to tell people, this is what is coming against you so you can battle against it. And yes, we have the authority to battle against it. We don't need to go to a pastor to make this happen. We have the power of prayer to battle this. Exactly. You know, I look at this. Yeah. (laughs) The Bible. Right. And I look at it a lot like this um, as well that, you know, and I understand that pastors are often called upon to baptize people. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's, this teaches 
that we should baptize one another. Right. I mean, you know, yes. And it, it really is about yeah. all of us working together. Um, it's a beautiful thing that we're all gifted in those areas um, to to be ministers. You know, right. And to be used right. by the Lord to to take care of all these things because mm-hmm. that's what Jesus deposited His Spirit into us so that we would go. Matthew right. twenty eight says. Right. And. And Chad, I'm going to give you a chance to speak in a, a moment here. I just I want to make sure I get this in. Just like there are laws physically, gravity, for example. Um, yeah. You know, there are spiritual laws, and people say the devil made me do it. No, <laughs> that's a choice. That's a spiritual law that you're choosing to do this. But there's also spiritual laws like why didn't God make this happen? Well, because he put the laws into place. God doesn't make you keep your feet on the ground. That gravity makes you keep your feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. God doesn't make your your um, lungs move in and out to breathe in oxygen. It's a physical, I don't know if you could really call it a law, but it's something physical that God created to put in motion. So what I'm saying is we've got to understand not only the spiritual warfare, but the spiritual laws that are in motion that affect our lives. Mm-hmm. And when we work in sync with those laws i don't try to fly because i know gravity is going to take me down okay so if i don't fight against the spiritual laws i will have more freedom mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. yeah. yeah one one thing about the the frank Freddy books the one thing i would recommend to people is because i live this is if you're relatively new to the faith if you're young in the faith pray to god for the proper message and the proper um, attitude entering into that book because mm-hmm. as a young yeah. person I read that as a relatively young person okay and it it was a little dark to me yes because I wasn't prepared for it okay so you want to enter that in enter into that book if you're time. relatively young and if you're relatively new enter into that book with the proper attitude and in prayer and say God you know show me what you want me to learn from this so it's not a dark experience for me because mm-hmm. if it, it can be for people who mm-hmm. are confused or that's young good. in their walk. So I, th- I think that's important because so often, you know, one thing that you always tell me is you meet people where they are. Yeah. So if you're a relatively new or young person in your faith, you it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get into that because it's pretty it's pretty advanced stuff. I mean. You know, like we start, we started out our, our talk here tonight, you know, it was some, you know, talking about spiritual and stuff. And, right. You know, like if you're really deep and knowledgeable in the Bible and sort of that sort of thing, it's like you get it. But for people who are relatively new, it's like you're, you're you know, it's like it's kind of like sticker shock. It's like it's, <laughs> yeah. you, it's Chad, it's, it's a really a great point. Really, yeah. You know, when, when you started to, to share this point, um, one of the thoughts that, that I, I feel like the Lord brought across my mind was, you know, partner up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. partner up, and and, and there again, and that right. that was Jesus, right? I mean, right. he's like disciples two by two. You're not mm-hmm. going into town alone. Mm-hmm. You know, let's you know do this together. And there again, that just flows right into okay, we're the body of Christ. Each one of us is a body part. We need to work together. We need to be together. Each one of us has different functions, but we play off of one another. Mm-hmm. So just you know to partner up to um and and have accountability and have. Have people that you can sit and ask questions with, and stuff comes up in your mind, and you you got those people, you know, mm-hmm. and um and that's proved tremendously beneficial in my life, right? You know, right? And, and just a group of guys that God continues to pull together, um, we we have seen just wonderful things happen 
you know, yeah. and it, it's because of unity of, of the spirit, unity of the heart um, under the, the leadership and the lordship of God. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and thank you for bringing that up, Chad, because we all start out somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, in March of 20 or March of 2000 was the first time I ever sat down to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I was 30 years old, never read the Bible. I didn't even crack open a Bible very much until that time. Mm-hmm. 21 years later, here we are. Mm-hmm. And I still got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But it can happen. And the reason it did is I didn't say, oh, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I didn't discount myself right away. That is a lie of the enemy. Mm-hmm. That's them saying, oh, you know, Chad's getting ready to start reading the Bible. We're going to tell Chad, Chad, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't physically move it away from you or anything, but they say, you can't do this. Right. They get other people to say, oh, the Bible's so difficult. And mm-hmm. Chad starts thinking, yeah, maybe I shouldn't try it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the way the enemy works. So just discount that. Take it to the Lord, as you said. Mm-hmm. Ask him. I asked him, where do I start? He had me start in 1 Samuel. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't know why. I think I know why now. But mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time, it seemed strange. But I, I learned as I went along. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. That's all that you can do. Yeah, and, and one thing that's important too, Phil, my entry into the spiritual aspect was something that you talked about maybe a year or two ago about psychic mediums, psychics, okay, okay. And that sort of thing. Right. And, and and you, I think you did a Bible time or mm-hmm. something about it, a recording about, you know, can they can they tell you what your ancestors said or did or whatever? Can they talk to your ancestors? And you said they can speak to evil spirits who can tell them things because they were there. And it right. was like the light bulb for me went on. Yeah. Like, boom. Yep. There, that's right. That was my entry into, wow, the, the, a spiritual enemy yeah. and that sort of thing. So mm. I think that's important. Um, that Because, again, I, I go back to the fact that there's so many people that church is not this there's not discussion a lot of times about the spiritual enemy who comes against all of us in our life. Right. It's, you know, we're, we're worshiping in church on Sunday mornings and we hear, you know, praise music and we're hearing, you know, positive messages from the pastors and, and all that sort of thing. And a lot of times this spiritual enemy is not really known or discussed a lot. Right. So right. That, I think tonight's very powerful mm. for that. I think it's going to open hopefully a lot of people's yeah. eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, Chad, I meant to ask you when we sat down, are you ready for the fastest half hour of your life? Because we are out of time. <laughs> <laughs> it goes fast, doesn't it? It does. It, yes, does. it does. Thank you all for joining in tonight. Yes. Um, do you have any final thoughts, either one of you? I do not, Phil. That's well, been a great discussion. Great, okay, great discussion. discussion. Yeah. Fantastic discussion. I think it's one of our best. And uh, thank you for being here. Yeah, Chad. We're thank probably so going to call upon you again sometime. Well, thank you. Because it's been wonderful. Absolutely. And thank you to the person who asked the question of you, Ian. I know. I know. Way to go, Darren. Okay. Yeah, way to go, Darren. Thank you for the question. Send your questions in to us. I, yeah, that's yeah. great. There's, there's several ways to reach us. You can find us on Facebook, on YouTube. And you can go to our website, fullpermadio.org, and you can leave a comment there. You can put a prayer request there. You can leave a comment. You can reach us by contacting us through the fulcrumcenter.org yes. mm-hmm. as well, the fulcrumcenter.org. Just look at the tablecloth if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. And you can also reach out to us individually if you know us. We want to help. Yes, absolutely. So prayer at fulcrumradio.org. Prayer at fulcrumradio.org is one of the best ways to get a hold of us. Yes. And we will get back to you and we'll answer your questions. That sounds great. 
All right. Well, thank you all for joining in this evening. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back next week. Yes, we will. God bless. Blessings. Mm -hmm.